You know, I saw last night, I, I ministered to the, to the worship team a little bit, and uh, there's been a real uh, revelatory flow, and, uh, and uh, Pastor Mike and uh, Joy, I really sense that there's a shift happening here in the house. And I really believe that God is, uh, he's uh, governmentally, some things are changing. And uh, I don't understand it all. I haven't talked with Ian. I haven't really talked with you about anything. But I sense that there's a shift happening. And, um, and, and uh, governmentally, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, when God shifts us, you know, shifting gears is a good thing. How many know that? Shifting gears is a good thing. It's hard to go 60 miles an hour in first or second gear, you know. So uh, you say kilometers. I think that's what it is. But anyways, shifting gears is good. We need to get into a higher gear. And, um, and I sense that, that this is happening. But uh, I don't want to get into all of that. But what I want to say right now is uh, uh, last night I ministered some to the, to the worship team. And I saw, I saw something that I hadn't seen in a long time. I actually saw the Holy Spirit. Have you ever seen the Holy Spirit? You know, the Holy Spirit is a person. I, I saw the Holy Spirit last night, and I've seen him two, on two other occasions. And it, it shocked me, quite frankly. I saw the Holy Spirit moving, and he had a Sharpie pen in his hand, and he was writing on people's foreheads. I saw the, do you want to know what the Holy Spirit looks like? The Holy Spirit is called the paraclete. The one who stands beside, and if you want to read, uh, I can tell you what his what his uh, what his position is and his place is. If you want to turn with me, I'll give you a scripture on it to John chapter fourteen. He is a person, the person of the Holy Spirit. I saw last night, and I'll tell you what he looked like in just a minute, because it coincides in what I saw tonight as we were in worship. John chapter fourteen, and. Uh, John chapter 14, starting at verse 16. Je Jesus is speaking to the disciples. And he said, verse 15, it says, If you rely, or rather, if you really love me, you will keep and you will obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. He will give you a, a comforter, a counselor, this is amplified, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, judiciary, governmental terminology, a strengthener, and a standby. This person called the Holy Spirit will be a counselor. He will be a comforter, one who helps. He's an intercessor. He will actually act as an advocate before the courtrooms of God for you. He is a strengthener. He is a standby that he may remain with you forever. For he is, verse 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and welcome because it does not see him or know and recognize him but you know and recognize him for he lives with you constantly and will be in you last night I saw as I was ministering to the worship team I saw the Holy Spirit I've seen him on two other occasions in a human form 
at first I, didn't, I wasn't sure that it was the Holy Spirit, but it was the Holy Spirit. And he turned into a flaming man. A flaming man walking right down the line. I had everybody stand up in front, and he started. I saw him first right about here. And you know what? He was walking right towards this portal over here. He was walking right down the line, and he was writing right here. I can't remember who he, he wrote on somebody's head, move. And he wrote another name on somebody's forehead, changing names. And he wrote destinies, like right about here, this portal. That's right about here. He was, he was moving to that place. He was flaming. He was on fire. He was a flaming, fiery man. It's the third time I've seen the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the standby, the counselor, the advocate, the strengthener, the intercessor, the helper. It's the third time I've seen him in a physical form. Most often I sense him or I feel him. I'm telling you, I've seen the cloud of glory come into the room. The cloud of glory. I actually have the cloud of glory on, on tape that we play on television. Uh, I was in a meeting last year, and, uh, and uh, we were doing exactly what we were doing tonight. We were standing up front. And uh, we were just pulsing back and forth, just uh, standing up front and worshiping the Lord. And I'm telling you, the heavy glory of God, it was the heavy drunken glory is what, I'll just be honest with you. It was a drunken glory. And the people were out of their minds, just heavy drunken glory, uh, out of their minds, just in the presence of God. Reckless abandon, could care less about the person next to them, worshiping, reckless abandon, worshiping. And I'm telling you, the cloud of glory came into the room. It got really thick in the room, and my jaw, I could barely speak. I was so drunk, intoxicated with the presence of God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and what happened was, we were just in that place of worship and just, just blessing the Lord, and His presence came into the room. The, the lights started to get dim. And there was a golden hue that started to come around the lights. And, and different people were looking at it. I noticed, I noticed it because the walls were white. And they started to take on a golden hue in the room. And again, I was so overcome. Like the, the priests were in Second Chronicles chapter 7. Remember Solomon? They, they, they stood together and they blew the trumpets. And, and the trumpeters blew their trumpets. And, uh, and, they, and they shouted unto the Lord just like we did tonight. And it says that the Spirit of God came, the glory came, the 120 trumpeters blew their trumpets, and the people all with one voice shouted unto God, just releasing the glory of God, because I'm telling you, the kingdom's in you. Releasing the glory of God, releasing the high praises, which opened the atmosphere, and the glory of God manifested in Solomon's temple. And it, the cloud of glory descended into the temple. And it says that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud of glory. They were intoxicated as if with wine. That's what was happening last year. Oh, hallelujah. That's what happened last year when we were standing before the Lord. This thick hue came into the room. And before I could say anything, we smelled the burning incense. I was standing up on the stage with the pastor. And uh, we were just uh, we were just whacked, really. We were just cracked out of our minds. I didn't. It was it was it was completely unexpected. I didn't expect the Lord to come in that. We were just blessing the Lord. But hallelujah! How many knows when you bless the Lord, you expect the Lord to come. You draw dimensions from the realm of glory that uh, you never know what's going to happen. It's the realm of all things are possible. 
So we were standing up on the stage, and, and I started to smell this burning incense. And I thought somebody had blown out a candle or something. And I looked around, and the pastor looked at me, and he was smelling this burning incense. How many would like to sense and smell the burning incense of the Lord? And, and, and it became so strong. I'm telling you, so potent and so strong. I had to cover my mouth. I had to cover my nose because it was that strong wafting from the from the, the platform over across the people. And I said, Lord, what is this? He said, this is Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6? Yes, this is Isaiah 6. In the day King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And he was high. And he was lifted up. And the, the train of his robe filled the temple. And the seraphim and the cherubim they cried, holy, holy, holy. And the smoke of their incense rose before the Lord. He said, you were offering me the high praises. <laughs> God was smelling us. We were offering him a praise offering. Just like we did tonight. A praise offering. And the wafting Incense, burning incense. We smelled it in the natural. It began to manifest in the room, overpowering. And then the cloud came into the room. Now listen, the cloud only came for just a few minutes. Hallelujah. The cloud came for just a few minutes. And, and it came into the room, and, and, and uh, I didn't recognize it. I saw it a little bit at first, but when we, we were taping for television, but when we played the tapes back on the television, not, not camera, because you can catch a lot of things on camera. But when we played the tapes back on video, uh, uh, the, uh, for what we were taping for, for, for television, you could see the, man, the cloud. The cloud, literally, you can see. We've caught it on tape. And it's swirling around. The people are dancing, and they're moving their arms, and the cloud of glory is swirling. Isaiah chapter 6. I saw the Lord. He was high. He was lifted up. I'm telling you, God is doing something. Before, when, when the worship was going on, I, uh, I, was, uh, I was just sitting there in, in the chair. In the, we were singing the song, How Great Is Our God. And, uh, and I saw, as I had my eyes closed, I was standing just looking at the nation of New Zealand. And I saw the fire of the Lord in Napier. How many have seen the, 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 uh, the show Bonanza? Yeah, yeah, the, the map that starts on fire and it just starts to, it burns out of the one spot. That's what it was like, Napier. But it wasn't just Napier. It wasn't just uh, Hastings. It was Auckland. I saw a fire in Auckland. A fire in Auckland and a fire in Hastings. Now, I'm sure that there's other places where the glory of the Lord and the power of God is going to be manifest. But the Lord directly related it to first fruits offerings. And he, he automatically, he related it to this place has sown into past revivals. That's why I said what I said about Apostle Mike. About being a father over uh, New Zealand. Being a father in this region, not just the pastor of this house, because God takes note of everything. He writes down every action, every thought, everything that you do for the glory of God. He writes it all down. He does not forget one thing.
and every just deed re, uh, is, is repaid by the Lord with a just action. It's, and it's the law of consequences. And, uh, and it was something about the first fruit offering. It was something about what was sown 15 years ago. And, and I know this by personal knowledge because uh, Pastor Mike and I have spoken about this, about some of the things that took place 15 years ago with Jill Austin. There's something of a repeating cycle that's taking place. And this, this move of God that's happening in the world where the dancing hand of God is now again touching the nations. How many want God to touch New Zealand? The dancing hand of God is touching the nations. The dancing hand of God is, is going to touch and is touching New Zealand. I'm telling you, you are in a cycle with God right now. And, and God is paying back what, uh, what has been born in first fruits offerings, it's coming right back, first fruits. Originating position, originating place where things took place. God doesn't forget anything. Even though man might forget or somebody else might birth something, somebody else might uh, intercede or cause something to happen, and somebody else gets the credit for it. God says, I, I don't forget those things. I come right back to the point of origin, and I bless. I don't forget any of those things. They're written in my book. There's something about the 15 years and a cycle of 15. And I believe that this next 15-year cycle that this governing body is going to be in is going to, uh, is going to far surpass because you're in a season now. You're in a brand new cycle. Listen, that 15-year cycle, that 15-year uh, uh, position and place, that, that's done. You're moving into a brand new cycle with God. And I believe it's, it's 15 years, and I believe that it's even beyond 15 years. But God is posturing. He's, he's positioning. Uh, he's putting in place. Uh, he's instituting government. That's why he's saying shift. That's why he's saying change. He, uh, what, what brought you to this place? And I'm just going to say this because I've heard the Lord say it several times tonight. What brought you to this place in this pinnacle in the, in the realm of the Spirit. And all that you see here, I'm, and I'm just speaking to this house now. What brought you to this place at the top of the pinnacle? And, you, and let me tell you how I see this. I see it as a ladder. You know what an extension ladder is? A 40-foot extension ladder? At the end of the 40-foot extension, you can't go any higher. I see that you're at the top of the 40-foot extension ladder. And you can't get any higher. Now, that's a good problem. That's a good place to be. That means you're at the end of yourself. You're at the end of your ability to be able to cause anything to happen by your own means, by your own uh, abilities and strengths. You're at the end. You're at the top of your game. You're at the top of your place. That's a great place to be. And the Lord keeps saying, he kept saying, Jeff, what took them here won't get them there. And I said, Lord, what? He said, what took them here to this point, this place won't take them there. What does that mean, Lord? It means you can't go any higher at this level, this position. You need to get to the next level. And the Lord says, now I'm coming to bring my ability. I'm coming to bring my strength. I'm coming to bring my institution. I'm coming to bring my directives. I'm coming to bring my might and my power, my help that comes from above to shift you into the next place, to get you to the place where you couldn't get on your own. But in order to do that, 
you have to drop the tools and the bag with all of the tools in it that built that last season, drop them and reach for the next ladder. Use both hands. Drop those tools. Those tools were good. They were good for the last section, for the last 15 years. For the, the, you know, you're at the top of the 40s. You can't get any higher. They were good. They got you to the top. But those tools aren't any good. They're not good for this place. What took you here won't bring you there. I said, okay, Lord, I'll say that. I'll tell them that. What took you here won't bring you there. Well, what will bring you there? Posture. Praise. Worship. The presence of God. The glory of God. He will lift you into the glory of His presence. I see the Lord giving new wings. I see the Lord giving new ability, new supernatural ability. I see the Lord doing a quick work in a few. I see the Lord doing a quick work in all of you. But I, and I see a, a shift in government. And you need the Lord's, the government of God to get you into the next place. He's lifting you where you couldn't lift yourself. He's shifting you where you couldn't shift on your own. He's getting you into this next place of glory. God, it's a preparation. It doesn't happen all at once, but he's preparing. The theme has been make room and get ready. Pull up, lengthen your, your tent cords, pull out your stakes, make room and get ready. Isaiah chapter 42. Get ready, make room, largen your borders, strengthen your vision, be, uh, be looking forward because uh, I, I'm shifting you. I'm doing something new. I'm expanding you. You couldn't do it, but the Lord says, I'm going to do it. And this is the third time the Lord has reminded me of this. So I'm going to give it to you. And I'm just going to, I didn't plan to do any of this. I was going someplace else. But this is what I've got to do right now. Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4. And he said to me, what do you see here? He said, I see, behold, verse 2, chapter 4, verse 2. I see and behold a lampstand, all of gold, with its bowls full of oil on the top of it, and its seven lamps on it. And there are seven pipes to each of the seven lamps which are, which are upon the top of it. And there are two olive trees by it, one on the right side, of the bowl and the other on the left side of the bowl, feeding it continuously with this ceaseless supply of gold and oil. Heavenly provision, heavenly provision, heavenly flow, being tapped into the vine, being tapped into the glory of God, being tapped into the presence of God, the golden oil that feeds this heavenly menorah where the seven golden lampstands are which are symbolic of the sevenfold radiations of the Spirit of God, the seven spirits of God. This is the government of God. Now, the Lord asked him, what do you see? He said, I see these things, these two olive trees, this, this menorah with the seven pipes and the seven lamps and the seven spirits. I see this, and there are two olive trees by it, verse 3, one on the right side of the bowl and the other on the 
on the left side of it, they're living olive trees that continually produce olives or continually produce the oil. They're living. They never dry up. They're, they have life in themselves to produce this ceaseless supply of golden oil that comes from heaven. So I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? Verse 5, then the angel who talked with me answered and says, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. Then he said to me, this addition of the bowl to the candlestick, causing it to yield a ceaseless supply of oil from the olive trees, this addition is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's not by human ability. It's not by your planning. It's not by you doing this or you doing that. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. For who are you, O great mountain of human obstacles? Before Zerubbabel, who with Joshua had led the returns of the exiles from Babylon and was undertaking the rebuilding of the temple before him, you shall become a plain, you great mountain of human obstacle, and a mere molehill, and he shall bring forth the finishing gable stone of the new temple with loud shoutings of the people crying, Grace! Grace to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's about rebuilding. It's about the new temple. It's about what got you here won't take you there. You see, it's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's by the seven spirits of God, the seven mantles of God, the power of God, the wisdom of God, the eyes of God, the seven lamps of God with the ceaseless supply of golden oil that comes out of the realm of glory. That feeds the heavenly menorah. That feeds the bowls. That keeps the, the candles lit. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. And you will see the finishing gable stone in your hand of the building of the new temple. And all of the people will shout with loud shouting, saying, grace, grace. Now we're going to shout, grace, grace. I want you to stand with me. We're going to shout, grace, grace, because God is going to release grace right now. The, the angels are going to release grace. The Lord is releasing grace, grace right now. Listen, we're participating in government right now, just so you know. I didn't have this all planned out. This is all by revelation. This is what God's doing. And I'm not done. There's a whole lot more. So on three, I want us to shout grace, grace. And I want us to shout it. I want to do three times. Grace, 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 grace. Okay? On three, ready? One, two, three. Grace, grace. One, grace, grace, grace. Let's do that again. Come on, let's do it again. Grace, 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 grace. Hallelujah. Now let's shout. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
says by my spirit says the Lord of hosts says the Lord of innumerable angels says the King of glory grace 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 shout yay yay hallelujah <laughs> you can be seated that's good oh man that is good <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I <laughs> I'm either going to be in trouble. Hallelujah. I I'm not going to go on to explain any more about the two olive trees. But I'm telling you it's about the spirit of God. It's about the branch, it's about the trees. Follow the symbolism. It's about the trees. It's about the olive trees. It's about the seven spirits of God. It's about the, the seven spirits of God. Let me just read this to you in, in Zechariah chapter 3. Okay? Verse 7 says this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zechariah chapter 3, verse 7. If you will walk in my ways and keep my charge. You can read the rest of it in context. If you will walk in my ways and keep my charge, then also you shall have rule in my house. And you shall have charge of my courts. And I will give you access. Say access. And I will give you access. Say access. And I will give you access. Say access. Keys. I will give you access to my presence. And I will give you access and places to walk among these who stand here in this revelatory encounter you're in, Joshua. I'm going to give you access into my presence, charge of my courts, and I'm going to give you access to my house and my sanctuary. That's what I'm giving you. Hear now, O Joshua, you high priest, you and your colleagues that sit before you, you are signs and wonders or signs and omens, types and shadows of what is coming. For behold, upon the stone which I have set before Joshua, upon that one stone are seven eyes. Now this is what the seven lamps are. Upon, upon Joshua... Upon the stone which I have set before Joshua, upon the one stone are seven eyes, or seven facets, which are the all-embracing providence of God and the sevenfold radiations of the Spirit of God. So, the seven lamps of God are the sevenfold radiations of the, of the, of the Holy Spirit of God. They're the seven radiations, which are colors. Remember last year we had the vertical rainbow? How many were here last year when Charlie and I were here? There was literally a, a rainbow that opened up in the building right over in that area where the portal is. I'll tell you, it's right over here. It's a portal in the building. It's right in this area, right in here. You could feel the glory of God. Last night it was really strong here. But a vertical rainbow, not a 
curved rainbow, but a horizontal, rather, not for a horizontal rainbow opened up. A horizontal rainbow that had the seven colors, rainbow, seven colors, the seven colors of the rainbow, which are the promises of God, which are also symbolic of the seven spirits of God, the sevenfold radiations of the Holy Spirit of God, which are the, the promises of God. It's the person of the Holy Spirit. There are seven, what are you saying? Seven spirits of God. What are you talking seven? I thought there was only one Holy Spirit. Well, there's one Holy Spirit. These are the sevenfold radiations or aspects, which are literally the seven flames of God in that heavenly menorah that was talked about in Zechariah chapter 4. The seven flames of God, the seven spirits of God, the sevenfold radiations of God, the seven golden lampstands, which are the eyes of God, the seven eyes of God, which are the seven spirits that burn before the throne in Revelations. It's all of that. That's the government of God. That's the government that's going to be the not by might, not by power, but by my spirit that takes you into the next place. Because it's impossible. It's impossible to get from this place into the next place without the providence of God without the power of God, without the grace and the initiation of God, without the Holy Spirit's help. help. And I'm telling you, those, those eyes, those mantles, those candlesticks, those lampstands, those flames that burn, that's the government of God. Zechariah called them the seven radiations of the Spirit. So these trees, these two golden olive trees, uh, these two olive trees, that have the ceaseless supply of golden oil that come out of them, the seven, uh, the golden pipes that are attached to the, uh, if, you, if you get the picture, there's a, there's a lamp stand here. There's a lamp stand here with seven, seven, uh, um, seven flames. And there's, a, there's an olive tree here with a, with a, uh, a golden tube that feeds it. I'm sorry, it's, there's only one menorah. There's, there's two olive trees, one menorah. This one feeds into the base of the menorah. This one feeds into the base of the menorah. And the golden oil comes from these two olive trees and feeds the lampstand and keeps the lights burning. And the Lord says, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. These trees produce oil. These heavenly trees, these olive trees, they produce the, the ceaseless supply of golden, which is glory. Golden, which is supernatural golden oil that comes from the presence of God. They're trees. They're branches. They have life in themselves and they continually produce the oil. Now turn with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. John chapter 15 talks about another tree. Talks about another vine. John chapter 15. Starting at verse 1, the Lord Jesus, speaking to his disciples, he was addressing them and, and telling them uh, many things. He was getting ready to leave. He was preparing them for the Holy Spirit coming. But he was saying, he was saying some things to them. And John chapter 15, verse 1 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, 
he trims off, he takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit. He trims the branches that bear fruit so that they can become richer and have more excellent fruit. And, and if you go on to read all of John chapter 15, it says about 10 times within the context of John chapter 15, verse 4, dwell in me and I will dwell in you, live in me and I will live in you just as no branch can bear fruit on itself without abiding in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. Jesus said again, I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever lives in me and in him, he will bear much abundant fruit. And apart from me, cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. Here we got another tree in John chapter 15. And the Lord's saying, listen, I am the tree. I am this tree. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you're not plugged into me, vital union, necessity with me, you have no life force flowing in your branch. Your branch is brittle and it's going to be cracked off. But if you do have my life force, your, vi your vital union, you're taking your supply, you're taking your sap from me, you've got sap flowing in your branch, you're going to bear fruit. And I'm going to trim you and I'm going to prune you because you are a branch that bears fruit so that you can become even more luscious and even more sap and even more fruit, more excellent fruit will be produced in you and through you. So the so the cutting and the purgings are good. It means that you're a son, hallelujah, or a daughter. 15 years ago, I believe you're in a brand new 15-year cycle. You're in a John 15 cycle. You've come thus far, 15 years. Some good things have taken place. God has done some things in the past 15 years that were absolutely incredible. But you're at the top of your game. You're at the top of your ladder. And you can't get to where you need to go. What took you here won't take you there. And the Lord's saying, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by continually abiding in me. By being in me, by making a place for my glory, making a place for my presence, I'm going to supernaturally translate you. I'm going to supernaturally do this work. What you couldn't do, oh, you mountain of human obstacle, what you couldn't do on your own, I will do supernaturally now. And you will find this by my hand extended toward you, says the Lord. I will do this thing. I will cause it to happen. Your vital necessity, your vital union, you stay plugged into me so that you've got sap flowing in your branch so that you're not cut off from me. And this John 15 window of abiding in the Lord and dwelling in the Lord is going to be a much more fruitful place. I'm causing you to be in the land of fruitfulness and in the land of fruit, hallelujah, and in the land of New Zealand that bears so much fruit and so much on the vine. The Lord says, I'm, I'm causing you to be even more excellent with much more abiding and lasting fruit. And I'm putting my hand to you now, governmentally, to shift you into a brand new place. And the Lord says, you're going to find this by my hand extended toward you. I'm extending my mercy and my grace. I'm, extend, I'm extending grace, grace to you. 
So make a place for the glory of God. Make a place for the government of God. Make a place where my glory can dwell. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Some of the things that, of the natural byproduct uh, that's going to happen, there's going to be millionaires that are going to come up out of this church. There's going to be millionaires that come up out of this church. There's going to be millionaires. There's going to be money. There's going to be prosperity. There's going to be a shift in finances. These are all part of the blessings of the Lord that make one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. These are part of abiding in, this is a part of abiding in the Lord where the life force, the, the, the life of God flows in your branch and you are fat with the fatness of God. You are fat with sap. You've got sap, flow. you become so filled with sap and your fruit is so excellent, everything that you do is going to prosper. I'm telling you there are millionaires that are going to come out of this building because God's going to put his hand to your finances God's going to put his hand to this business. He's going to put his hand to this real estate transaction. He's going to put his hand to this business opportunity. He's going to put his hand to this thing and to that thing. And he's going to give you witty inventions. And he's going to release kingdom government. He's going to release this strategy. He's going to release this creative thing. He's going to release this thing and that thing. And bless this and bless that. And fruitfulness is going to abound. Even more excellent fruit. So the past 15 years was good, but this new 15-year cycle in, the, in God, the Lord says, I'm putting my hand to it now, and it's going to be supernatural. I'm going to do supernatural things. I hear the, I've heard the Lord, since I've been here, talk about, He's been speaking about finances. He's been speaking about blessing your finances. Ble How many need your finances blessed? Just a couple people? Heaven's watching, you know, put your hand up. If I were you, I'd put your hand up because everybody's watching. It's not just, I mean, the angels are watching. God's watching. Flag me down. Hit me. I'm open. I'm right here, God. I need my finance. I need my, my job blessed. I need millions of dollars to do the things that you have called me to do as a son. I've got vision beyond vision. I've got, I've got dreams beyond dreams. And I need kingdom currency to make that happen. God, hit me. I'm open. Hit me, God. Take, I, Lord, I need it. The blessing of the Lord that makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Some of you are looking at me like, I don't know. I've heard this before. Well, you don't have to take my word for it. You can believe and receive or doubt and go without. I choose to believe. <laughs> oh, hit me, God. I'm open. <laughs> oh, God. So he's going to bless finances. There's a vital union. It's about dwelling, abiding. I'm, I'm just giving you what God is. Is it okay for me to give you what God is giving me? This is for your benefit. You've just come through a cycle. And, the, and this past 15-year cycle has been good. But I'm telling you, as good as it is and as good as it feels, even in the relationships and the building and everything that God has done in this existing government, in this past framework uh, uh, in season of time, as good as it is, it doesn't compare to the glory that's going to be revealed in and through 
a people who say, yes, Lord, who make place for my presence, who make place for the glory of God. And I'm telling you, you need to believe what I'm telling you right now because many of you have struggled. Many of you financially, many of you have struggled. Many of you have lived from hand to mouth. Many of you have done this and have done that. And I didn't come here to start telling you about finances, but I'm telling you I've got an anointing for finances. I've got an anointing to release, to bring the, the reality of finances, and, and it manifests. Um, and I'm talking mortgages paid off. I'm talking businesses. I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking all kinds of incredible things. I'm talking um, multiples of millions of dollars. We get testimonies all the time just because I release something about finances. Testimonies, houses, mortgages being paid off, supernatural transferences of money. How many believe that God can put uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars? God can put tens of thousands of dollars in your bank account. He can, and He does it. We get testimonies. The bank doesn't know how it happened. We don't know how it happened. We just believed, and we agreed with you. And the bank said, uh, you know, uh, sent us our statement, and we're like $10,000, $15,000. We called the bank and said, are you sure you didn't make a mistake? Nope, didn't make a mistake. How did 15,000 supernatural transfers of money? Mortgages being paid off. I'm telling you, the blessing of the Lord that makes you rich, and it's not about money. It's not about money. He makes you rich. Deuteronomy 28 says that God wants to open even of His good treasury, which is the heaven. He will bless you. His blessings, the blessings of the Lord in Deuteronomy 28 are designed to overtake you. And all these blessings will overtake you. They will find you and they will overtake you. You're a Volkswagen rabbit and a Mack truck is coming down the road and is going to run you down. The blessings of God run you down, run you over, overtake you, run you off. You know, that kind of blessing. I'm talking millions of dollars. I'm talking countless. Uh, uh, God putting his hand to your life and blessing all that you do. You've been in a season of this and or a season of that. But I'm telling you, you're in a season now where God is giving fatness. He's releasing fatness. He's releasing heavenly sustenance and heavenly substance. And he's even shifting and changing the, the economy in New Zealand. There are new resources that are coming out of the ground in New Zealand. There are new resources. There are resources of, of uh, precious metals and, and oil and different things that are coming in New Zealand. Some of you are going to have stock in some of that. Some of you are going to be blessed beyond your wildest imaginations. There's going to be uh, real estate uh, ventures. Uh, you're going to stumble. Some of you are going to get the Mr. Magoo anointing. You know who Mr. Magoo is? He just stumbles into everything, you know, and he's always at the right place at the right time, and he's blind as a bat, but he stumbles into the right situation. It looks like he's going to step out of a window, and an elevator opens up, and he carries him down to the next level, and he never gets hurt. It's called the Mr. Magoo anointing. It's called, you're so fat with the presence of God, you've got the goo of heaven anointing. The Mr. Magoo, the goo of heaven, the glory of God, the heavy kabod of God anointing. And it's like people will say, how did that happen? I don't know. I just love God and I've 
you know, I'm sowing like crazy. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, and I received and I believed the word of the Lord that we're in a season of fruitfulness. And I posture. I just, I just stepped into this thing. And here I am, you know. Things spring up. Do you believe that? So this next 15-year cycle is a good cycle. It's a good place to be. And as good as this is, it doesn't compare to where you're going. Isn't that encouraging? It doesn't compare. The fruit is better. The glory is better. The presence is better. The wine that he's pouring out in this time with the dancing hand of God is touching New Zealand. And I'm telling you, revival, you are in the beginning stages of the vibrations of God. You are in the beginning stages of revival touching New Zealand again. There's something about, I had a word when I first came, uh, when I met with the, the volunteers. It was 1922. The Lord said, 1922. I said, what about 1922? He said, something, he said, 1922. And I, belie I believed it was I'm, just my understanding. I heard the Lord say 1922, and then I thought, you know, Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth, 1922. I don't know if anybody ever checked it out or not. But 1922, and, and, and I thought, Smith Wigglesworth. And I did the math on it. Oh, God. I did the math on it. <laughs> and the math was 86 years. 86 years ago. Oh, hallelujah. 86 years ago. So I said, Lord, what about 86 years? Speak to me about that. And he said, look at, first of all, two, two, two places. Psalm 86. Psalm 86 says, incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me. For I am poor and distressed needy and desiring. Preserve my life, for I am godly and dedicated. Oh my God, save your servant, for I trust in you, believing in you continually, committing all and confidently looking to you without fear or doubt. It says, make me your servant to rejoice, O Lord, for to you do I lift myself up. <laughs> For you, O oh Lord, are good, confessing the, the attributes of God. For you, O oh Lord, are good and ready to forgive our trespasses. And you are abundant in mercy and loving kindness to all those who call upon you. So give ear, O oh Lord, to my prayer and listen to the cry of my supplication. In the day of my trouble, I will call on you, for you will answer me. And there is none like you, O Lord, among the gods. O Lord, neither are their works like yours. For all the nations, listen to me now. For all the nations whom you have made shall come and fall down before you, O Lord. And they shall glorify your name. For you are great and work wonders. This is your song. For, Lord, the nations will come that you have made, and they shall come and fall down before you. The nations of the earth will run to the household of faith. They will run before God. They will, they will come before the Lord, and they will 
They will fall down before you, O oh Lord, and they shall give glory to your name. For you are great, and you work wonders. You alone are God. So, Lord, teach me your ways that I may walk and live in you in your truth. Direct and unite my heart solely to you. I'm catching on to that. To fear and honor your name. And I will confess and praise you, O Lord my God, with my whole united heart. And I will glorify your name forever. You can read the rest. That's just for, through verse 12. Now turn with me. This is the last one I'm going to give you. 86, the Lord said. I said, so Lord, what about 86? A Psalm 86, that's incredible. But he said, also, Jeff, it's Psalm 8, verse 6. Talking about man. Starting at verse 4, and I'll read through 6. What is man that you are mindful of him? And what is the son of earthborn man that you should even care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than God or heavenly beings, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Verse 6. Here's your 8-6. You made him to have dominion. Say dominion. You made him to have dominion. Say dominion. Which means rulership which means governing, which means dominion, which means Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our own image and let us give him complete authority. You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things, say all things, you have put all things under his feet. All the sheep and the oxen, yes, and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatever passes along the paths of the sea. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name. <laughs> You're in a new cycle with God. He's making covenant with you. He's making covenant with you. The past 15 years was good. The past 86 years was good. But you're in a brand new cycle with God. And the Lord is touching the earth again. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you now that, and I'm prophesying to you, the coming glory revival that's coming to New Zealand. The Lord's saying, make room and get ready. The Lord is saying, your hunger, your hunger will determine the intensity and the level and the degree of, of my presence coming. Your hunger, your reckless abandonment will determine the level of glory, will determine the level of anointing, will determine even the ranks of the angels that are assigned to you in this season. So get hungry. Make yourself hungry. Come before His presence with singing. Yield yourself. Give yourself. Now is the time to give. The Bible says, I will come before you and I will pay my vows. I will pay my dues. I will, I will give burnt offerings, peace offerings, sin offerings. I will give all my offerings. I will give all that I do.
And I'm not plugging for offerings. That's not what I'm doing. I will give all that I have in earthly currency and earthly exchange to get heavenly currency and heavenly substance during this season. It's not about your money per se. It's about you giving all that you have. It's about you giving of yourself. It's about giving all that you have in your strength, your abilities, your love, your devotion, your worship. Yes, your money, your tithes, your, your burnt offerings, your sacrificial offerings. Listen, I'm telling you, there's something about burnt offerings. And there's something about sacrificial offerings. There really is. There's something about when you bring a burnt offering or a sacrificial offering that opens the windows of heaven that God will multiply all that you do. Read, the, read, read the Corinthians 13, I believe it is. God provides, he provides bread for the eater and seed to the sower so that you will be able to be furnished, fully furnished, lacking nothing. And God will multiply your ability to sow seed. He'll multiply your ability. He will multiply your resources, which will bring back many thanksgivings to God. He will multiply your ability so that you've got more seed to sow, which opens the windows of heaven even wider so that you can, you can give even more supernaturally, which creates, which is seed in the ground, which produces even a greater harvest, which opens even wider the windows of heaven. See, do you see the cycle? This is how you get supernaturally set free. This is how you stop living from hand to mouth. And you start living by, uh, by supernatural substance that comes from heaven. Because in a season where God is moving, in a season where God is touching, that's where you sow your seed. You sow everything that you've got. You go crazy. God's moving. I'm going to give all that i got. I'm going to give my money. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give my abilities. I'm going to sow myself as a burnt offering before the Lord. God says, I like that. I can multiply that. And he will shift you and get you into the place where you need to be. You become a magnet for the blessings of the Lord. <laughs> I was going to preach on something completely different. Hallelujah. I want us to stand. Can I, is there a water? Can I get a something? I was going to do impartation tonight. I was going to do this whole thing. We had just recently been to Lakeland, and I'm good friends with Todd Bentley. Many of you know what's going on at Lakeland. Excuse me. I was going to do impartation tonight. I was all ready to just whack the place and, and, and give Lakeland impartation and move into miracles. But God had a different plan. I'm literally seeing, I'm seeing the blessings of God over you tonight. 
God, in His goodness, He's going to release blessings to you tonight. Everything that I've told you tonight, there's an activation for that. Everything that I spoke over you, the Lord's going to stand over my, over my word, over His word. It's the word that He's given me, came out of my mouth, so it's my word and it's His word. He's going to stand over His word to perform it. And I'm telling you, I'm seeing that the, that the Lord is going to give uh, angelic assistance because He is the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord of innumerable uh, angels. And, um, and listen, I'm telling you, this is supernatural stuff. This is, this is abiding in Him. This is, this is activation. This is supernatural what's going to take place. We're going to, we're going to receive an impartation for the word that came tonight. So this is what I'd like for you to do. I'm not gonna, I don't know what the Lord will have me do outside of this, but I want you to come forward tonight. I want you to come and stand before the Lord. There's something about standing before the Lord and coming and approaching His presence. And it's not that, you know, the presence of God is any more up here than it is out there. But it's about getting out and moving, and it's about coming forward. Make, make as much room as you can for everybody to come up. Just kind of move in. And uh, we don't want to be, you know, tight, tight where we're sweating. You know what I'm saying? But uh, if as much room, yeah, you can come up here. And I'd like to have the worship team come up as well. And we're going to stand before the Lord. And uh, I'm just going to release the blessing of the Lord over you. And uh, I'm seeing that God is, many of you tonight, you're going to receive uh, angelic assistance. Do you know that there are angels that are financial angels that are assigned to get finances? Do you, do you realize that? Money just doesn't, we just don't trip into it. Uh, there are angels that literally open doors for finances for you to get, to be able to do the things that uh, that uh, God has called you to do. Angels that get the ministers of finances, the angels of finances, uh, the blessings of the Lord, uh, angels that open up business opportunities. I'm telling you, there are angels that do every order and function of business. They open doors, they open gates, they open windows, they, they, they cause favor to come to, to you. They're called ministers, the flames of fires, messengers, and their job is to minister to us, which are the heirs of salvation, according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. It's not just all about miracles and signs and wonders. It's about them doing signs and wonders that open up doors for you to be postured to get into the right place where God can bless you. So I want you to raise your hands before the Lord. And Lord, thank you for tonight. Lord, thank you for this people in New Zealand. Lord, Lord, I personally, I thank you that, that I've been privileged, Lord, tonight to bring the word of the Lord that is going to free so many. Lord, right now I speak the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich. Right now I speak the blessing of God. I speak favor over these people. And Lord, I ask you to dispense, Father, the angelic assistance to be able to bring in uh, the, the many, many resources, the angels that open gates and doors and financial blessing and favor. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the angels that bring witty inventions and dreams and ideas and cause us to be postured in the right place, that whisper our names to individuals uh, with business deals and real estate uh, ventures. And Lord, you bring our name before situations. Lord, thank you for your government. Thank you for the holy ones. Thank you for the ministers of finances and the angels that that position us to be in the right place at the right time to be set up for the blessings of the Lord. Lord, thank you for the administration of this happening tonight. Lord, we say yes and amen. 
we say yes and amen. And Lord, we give you all of the glory. We give you all of the honor. And we bless you, Lord. Thank you for this brand new cycle, this brand new place in God. Lord, we thank you for this brand new window of opportunity. And we give you all of the glory, Lord. We give you all of the honor. And Lord, we will come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves. Lord, we will come rejoicing, bringing in the fruit, bringing in the harvest, bringing in all of what you're blessing right now. We'll bring it before you and we'll bring burnt offerings, sacrifice offerings, praise offerings before you, Lord. And Lord, we will remember your name and we will bless it. Lord, thank you for this brand new place, this brand new government that you're birthing. Lord, in this brand new season of time, Lord, thank you for the government. Thank you for the angels that are causing us to get to the next level, the next place. What took us to this place, Lord, for the help, the supernatural help that gets us into the next place, Lord. Thank you for the institution of this government. Thank you for the administration of this governmental process. Lord, thank you for your power. Thank you for your glory. Lord, we say yes and amen. We say yes and amen. We give you glory. Lord, loose finances now. Pay off mortgages now, Lord. Loose finances. Uh, uh, even business ventures that have been tied up in litigation, courts, and uh, all kinds of, Lord, even erase situations where the enemy has tried to steal, rob, and kill finances from us. Lord, we, we Lord, just erase that now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our help comes from above. You are our helper. You are the God who delivers us. Lord, deliver us tonight. Lord, thank you for these blessings. Thank you for positioning us. Thank you for posturing us tonight, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you the glory, Lord. We give you the honor, Jesus. We give you all the praise. And I'm telling you, listen, when God blesses you, when God blesses you, it's not if He's going to bless you, but when these blessings manifest, you need to come to this house. You need to, if you can't, if you're from a different place, if you live in a different nation, if you live in a different place, you need to testify. I want you to email me. I want you to email uh, the, the leadership here at this church. I want you to give God glory. I want you to testify of financial miracles. Will you do, you do that? Will, will you do that? Come on, will you do that? You need to give God glory. You need to give Him praise. You need to come back to the place where this, this word of deliverance has been spoken over you. And you need to give the Lord glory. Because I'm telling you, it's happening. And it's working now. And the Lord is working now. A brand new cycle. A brand new place in the glory of God. A brand new union. A brand new communion. A brand new participation. A brand new abiding in the Lord. You are holy. Holy.
Come on, give the Lord the glory tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, got, what a great start tonight, eh? Got three meetings tomorrow, 9.30. Just we'll go until we finish. And then uh, 1.30, we go till we finish. Then 7 o'clock, we go till we finish. Be great. 7 or 7.30? 7. It'll be 7. And uh, tomorrow night, bring sick people. Anyone who's sick or ailing or whatever, bring your blind grandmother. Whatever it is, bring them along. And uh, we want to believe for great miracles tomorrow night. Just uh, one thing I want to just, uh, just help you with. Uh, in coming into a, meetings like this, you have to understand where these are encounter meetings. So it's about encountering God. And it's not about getting lots of structured teaching. And so if you're looking for structured teaching, well, you know, just buy a book or something. But if you've got an ear to hear what the Spirit's saying, you'll pick up tremendous amount of things. And what it comes is it comes as seeds. And so I'd encourage you to get tonight's CD. Get it and go back over it. And, and some things, uh, for some of us, maybe you just didn't understand what he was talking about. Whoa, whoa, trees, oil, stuff like that. Don't worry about what you didn't understand. Just see what you did understand. Your mind takes time to catch up with your spirit. So your spirit picks up a lot of things in these meetings. Then later on, it begins to come up and you can understand what it was all about. But it's quite important that you stay engaged with your heart to draw and hunger and hear. And what I do is I, I take notes of the meeting and then I just highlight that was something God was saying. That's a directive. This is something to do. This is a promise. This is something here. And what happens then, you don't end up with a structured teaching. You end up with many things that God has said, which are seeds, and each one of them grows and expands if you just take it and begin to work with it and apply it and develop it yourself. So, so you've got to remember, coming into meetings like this, you come in with a different approach to what you come normally to anything where there's just structured teaching. And if you can receive that, if you can just open your heart, come tomorrow and say, God, I'm believing you're going to just download big time to me. And I, I take in notes on what he's saying. I highlight the things which are the directions, things which God has promised, things, whoa, wow, that's something that I need time to think about that. And then God will speak to other things into me at the same time. So if you lock in, you'll pick up in the prophetic flow other things that God is saying, specifically to you. So I write those at the top of the page. That's personal things. Do this. Get onto that. God wants you to do something about that. So you've got to, there's, there's a way of accessing what God is downloading. And uh, so I encourage you to get the CD, go back over it a few times. Just play it, and you'll, you'll be surprised what you pick up that you didn't pick up in the meeting. You heard it, but you didn't hear it. And, it just, and as we go over and repeat and have that heart to hear, it begins to come into our life, and then we begin to start to uh, we, we, we begin to bring forth fruit. And you can't bring forth fruit without abiding, and we need the Word which God has sown. So every one of those seeds that was laid out tonight each one of those, you just develop in your own study time. You begin to meditate on it. You begin to pray over it. You begin to speak it over your life. And then that seed grows. And tonight, there were just an immense number of seeds, if you could hear it. Huh? If you could hear it. There were heaps of seeds of things God is doing, things God is about to do, changes and shifts we have to make internally. If you could hear it, they were all there tonight. And uh, so if you didn't hear it at all, say, oh, well, 
I just thought, you know, we had a great time. You know, that's okay. Go get the CD of Vlad over a few times. You'd be surprised what you will get. Amen? And tomorrow we come expecting we'll get a lot, 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 lot more. And I still want him to lay hands on us and pray for that Lakeland revival. So, okay, we're not going to miss out. In fact, we'll lay hold of him and squeeze it out of him if, uh, by any, any means possible. Amen? Okay. Then. Come on, let's give a lot of clap and thank him for tonight. Thank you, Jesus, what you've done, what you're doing, what you will do. We honor and praise you tonight. Give you all the glory. Amen. Amen, amen. Give someone a high five. See you tomorrow.